you cut out right at the moment, and it, it didn't say you said yet jellyfish. It sounded it sounded like you said jelly milf. <laughs> Damn it! Damn this internet, bro, bad. <laughs> It can't be that time of the week again. It is. It's the Bad Boy Running Podcast with your hosts, Jodie Rainsford and David Hellard. <laughs> Mine sounded a little bit like a power that drill. Awesome. That was a bit of a sort of a power drill. I, I didn't know how long I could sustain that before you came in there. We should have we should have coordinated that a little bit better. I feel like I feel like I suddenly felt we were really evil. <laughs> we are. <laughs> this baby, what you know? What those films with the evil cackles? I just I just think we overcommitted to the enthusiasm and it turned nasty. That. That happens. I, I, uh, my daughter, um, sometimes when she gets it's so evil. excited, what? <laughs> Is she just pure evil? But she, well, no. But when she gets so excited, all of a sudden, this like evil crosses her face, and you feel like she's going to cross your <laughs> face or something like that. Especially when she's around, you know, a six-month-old baby. She just like she's like, oh, I'm so excited! I'm so excited! I want to hurt you. It just it changes. It changes. <laughs> just that excitement turns to evil at, at the last moment, and you have to. You have to like sort of step in at that point. Wow. Okay. Where did she get that from? Uh, I have no idea. Probably the wife. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Libby hasn't been enthusiastic around me since, say, two thousand and four. So I don't know. I'm not really sure. And didn't didn't you meet in two thousand and five? I have no idea. <laughs> The only reason... Well, welcome. Hello again. Oh, hello. Hello again. Oh, <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, we're not very good at doing this introduction thing. I've, I've noticed when I've been listening back to all the podcasts, because that's, you know, obviously what, what we do, that we, we tend to just have a conversation as though there's no one else in the room for the first, like, 10 minutes of the podcast. <laughs> and, then, you know, and then you suddenly realise there's someone standing there. And you're like, oh, oh, sorry, we didn't introduce ourselves. <laughs> So if you've not watched, if you've not listened to this before... That's like, what happens whenever we meet. That, <laughs> we just, we look into each other's eyes and the rest of the world disappears. <laughs> so in case you haven't listened to an episode before, you decided to pick up on episode 18. My name is Jodie Rainsford. My name is David Hellard. We're 18! Wow! 18. 18's when the naughty stuff starts! I think... <laughs> I don't believe, I, I don't believe for you that that's true. Oh, I don't know. Well, you went to boarding school, didn't you? <laughs> I did, indeed. Well, I was boozing from about 12 or 13. Yeah. Um, but I wasn't doing, I wasn't getting jiggy. No. Until university. No, I can imagine that. I'm not, actually, I'm not actually yeah. imagining that. <laughs> I'm <laughs> <laughs> Well, the trouble was I was boozing from 13, but the people, the women I was with weren't boozing until they were 19. So, yeah, that limited my uh, my ambitions somewhat. How many people were you, how many 19-year-olds uh, were you boozing with? Oh, no, I suppose you were, okay, I understand now. I'm, I'm sorry, I'm a bit slow. <laughs> I, did, I did work that out. I'm like, why were there 19-year-olds? What? That doesn't make any sense. Um <laughs> I can't. Like, we're actually, we're actually on a, a, um, a further episode because if you start to take into account the um, twelve days of Christmas uh, um, episodes, 
if you take into account the specials um, around um, Special Forces Hell Week, comedy specials, I should say, and then if you take into the fact that most of the episodes we've done have um, run on for so long we've made them into two-parters, we're probably up to episode 150 now. Yeah, it's, it's, it's time for us to retire soon. We should get... Oh, this is an amazing idea. You know you were talking about um, the way that they sort of gamify the whole racing thing, that people that you know, yeah. go survive you know, um, like 20 park runs get a 20 on their shirt. If you yeah. manage to survive a certain number of bad boy running <laughs> podcasts, you should, you should get a T-shirt to basically say, I've suffered to this point, I should be rewarded. Or maybe, is there some kind of ear plaster because they're... they're... <laughs> can give out just as just as a kind of health and safety something that brings on tinnitus something like that that's what you want so how about how about this we'll take it further what we're gonna do one week we're gonna have a bad boy running quiz where there'll be questions relating to each episode oh my goodness and you can find out who is the who is the biggest do-badder of all time the biggest do-badder you actually you wouldn't be a do-badder if you had listened to all of them because that's not that's not the way that we tell people to do park run. If you were do badder, you come in literally at the last episode and not and, and not even listen to the end of it, and you get it all wrong. <laughs> yeah, you, just, that's it. <laughs> you just get you just get drunk you just and, say and break your computer to every answer. Margaret Thatcher, I don't care. <laughs> right, I'm going to think of a story now for my next episode, so then one of the answers will be Margaret Thatcher. What we should do? We should have one of those. Um, I mean, this won't. This this will be too easy to do. We should have one of those things where um, people send in um, words to each of us separately, not on the not on the um, actual uh, Facebook group, but send in words to us in private message, and we have to try and include those words in the episode without the other person noticing that they're they're being included. Actually, someone's already done that. But it is you big can't. <laughs> That would have worked really well if you hadn't cut out at the swear word. It made it sound as though we censored that. <laughs> Maybe we should keep that in then. With uh, I'll try it again, and then we can. Let's see if it cuts well, out. Someone's actually done. <laughs> Maybe, maybe the internet self polluted. It's already. It's oh my god, the machines are taking over. It's well, Skype. Skype's owned by Microsoft now, isn't it? Is it? And wasn't wasn't it on uh, Terminator Two? Wasn't it SkypeNet? The baddie. Yes, it was SkypeNet. It's all happening. It's all, all coming true. Oh my! Ed Furlong might might not be dead. I love that guy. Ed Furlong, pretty much, pretty much. Yeah. Have you seen Ed Furlong recently? I th- isn't he dead? Oh, he looks it. I thought he died of a drug overdose just no, before. He looks they were, like they were he maybe going to bring. He looks like he. Oh. Has. He was he was probably why he was drinking at the age of thirteen because he was so cool. <laughs> I want to be like this guy. I'm I'm sure, about... <laughs> yeah, I'm that's sure going to help me. I'm sure this won't end in, in any any bad way. We've we've talked a lot actually in previous episodes about um, young stars who have gone off the rails and suffered as a result. And it seems we mentioned a different one each episode. Next episode, we need to talk about Macaulay Culkin somehow. Mac, he knows himself as Mac now. Oh, does he? Yeah, he was. Uh, I think um, Russell Brand did a whole routine about him, about how he was Mac and he was dating the the, the hot one from Family Guy. And um, yeah, I can't remember much else about that story. 
Brady. It's just not a great anecdote. <laughs> <laughs> it's much better when Russell told it, as you'd imagine. But, but there you go. We could, we could, we could provide a, a summary, like a Reader's Digest service for stand-up routines. Um, just like, just say the punchline. Yeah, yeah. We, we, we t- no, we tell you all the build-up and then forget or mess up the punchline. That would work well. Surely that's any time um, any female tells a joke, isn't it? <laughs> I don't know if I've laughed so hard at that, but it seems, it does seem which, to be true. Which reminds me, Catherine Ryan really is on everything. She's on the darts at the scene. She's on everything. What I don't. She's like, I can see why you're attracted to her. She's, she's like the female version of you, but more successful at getting on TV. <laughs> yeah, and, as in she's been on TV more than once. <laughs> yeah. I. Yeah, I couldn't believe it because I was I was watching the darts when we, I was I was waiting for something else, and I thought oh, I know that voice. And I was with Claire. I was with my current missus, so my my forever missus, hopefully. And I was like, I know that voice. Whose voice is that? I'm sure I've, I'm sure I know this person. And then it turned out it was Catherine Ryan. I'm like, oh, okay. And I don't think Claire was aware at that stage that about the history there. So I suddenly had to try and navigate away from that subject, but um. Yeah. Anyway, anyway, how are you? How, how have you been? Uh, I, sadly, sadly, I'm still suffering. Um, I'm still not, not really running. You know, I went for I went for a bit of a run um, when I was in San Diego, but I've not really done anything yeah. since then. I'm a bit sad. Uh, about, I'm a bit sad about it, really. Now, does it still hurt, or you just yeah, just, just haven't pulled your finger out? No, it, uh. it, does, it does. It does still hurt. You know, when it's just that. That total disappointment, and what we're five weeks away from Brighton Marathon, and I, I can see you know you can see your race schedule. And you're just like, I am so missing that. I miss, I think, <laughs> <laughs> don't you? You know, no, you, go on. You know, you can do it with only one hour's build up. <laughs> yeah, no, but I don't you've know got, if I can. So... I don't know if I can run it without being able to run. That's, I mean, that is the ultimate challenge, I suppose. How slow? How slow no, I, can I do it? Do I do it? Do I do it even if I have to walk? That's the. Well, what we do know for for a fact from today is that Andy Parry managed to cover twenty eight kilometers in eight hours fifteen minutes. So I think you owe it to Andy to this beat is the other that thing. time. I think I owe Andy. I think I owe Andy Parry twice because I I should have been doing the uh, four laps of Winter Nuts. How do you feel about it now? Well, I've seen the video. So basically, today um, we were treated to uh, Pete uh, Pete Reese put up a video because he obviously followed Andy Parry doing the uh, four laps of Winter Nuts, and uh, which is stunning. And I was supposed to be doing this. <laughs> Because I, <laughs> as my first OCR, it's my first obstacle course race, <laughs> which, which in hindsight it seems like. But um, so we showed a video today, and it's obviously a sterling effort from from Andy. But uh, yeah, I think he looks all right. I don't think he looks too bad. He didn't seem to suffer that badly, did he? Oh, the today when you're watching something and you're you're kind of laughing. Because it, he just feels so bad for the person. <laughs> and there's one bit where he's just sat there, not moving, looking down at his feet. And it's something like the third lap. And he's saying, oh, God, poor Andy. Oh, I know that pain. And, oh, man, I just wanted to give him such a big hug. In fact, I just thought, I, I want to just pee on you to warm you up so, somewhat. <laughs> or just anything, anything. Like- You're saying that it's part of your repertoire 
to consider urinating on someone as doing them a favour. Absolutely. I mean, it looked like he'd been stung by a jellyfish in the uh, in the water section. So, um, but some people like that, you know. And also, what better way to to just get someone out of the the mindset they're in than pissing on them? Do they actually put jellyfish in the water sections? I don't think the, I, I, they wouldn't survive. There's no chance. It's just, well, you saw there's ice on the of the course this year. It's, it's got to be one of the hardest years they've ever had. It didn't rain, but what I love about it is it's, it's cold November rain by Guns of Roses, and so it's a pretty long track, and then it gets to the guitar section where it starts really pumping. Yeah. He's in his third or fourth lap. He gets out there again. You're like, yes, Andy, yes, and he's starts to move again like come on <laughs> about 20 seconds later he's walking again and looking miserable and cold and just fed up you know, oh man how do you know pete hasn't just edited it like that <laughs> he could have he could have powered he through. Had. power through we just oh, i know what we'll do well how do you know how do you know pete it doesn't do the editing for uh, for the bbc oh maybe maybe oh. yeah imagine that imagine if you found that out because he knew that I was Miller's biggest competition. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, he was. He was scared. He was scared of what I was capable of. And the engineer, clearly, in, and then, and then engineers the fuck you Dante thing in order to, in order to def- divert the attention away from him, so that the Filipino people <laughs> hate you. Yeah, he's probably trying to get some the equivalent of the honors list in the Philippines, and so he's trying to create me as a baddie so that he can then swoop in later. And uh, yeah, win I, their hearts. I imagine. I imagine being on the honours list in the Philippines is probably really high up there as a. <laughs> <laughs> so, how are you feeling about nuts now that you've seen Andy, who he knows that course like the back of his hand, and he's a great obstacle racer, and he was demolished by it. <laughs> how are you feeling about your chances? Um, I don't, when I look at that, I don't think, oh, I can't do that. Oh, that looks awful. Honestly, I just, I, I have that, I think I've got that, that like stupidity switch or something. Whereas I just look at that and go, oh, look, I don't, I, there's, there's nothing, there was be nothing stopping. I mean, it's really okay me saying that in hindsight, but I, yeah. I'm, you know, I'm, I'd be well up for that. I've got Brilliant. That, yeah. So it's, it's definitely game on. Definitely game 2017. on. 2017. Yeah, I know. It feels. Oh. It, it feels like I've. It feels like I've properly let the side down, though. I feel, you know, by by not doing it. That's the thing. But I, you know, at, the you... Moment, at the moment, when like even if I go out in the cold, even like yeah. cold wind yeah. on my hips hurts. So I just I can't imagine how it's going to feel like for that to be in that cold water all the time as well. But they, I mean, they didn't. They didn't oh, look like it's... there was a huge amount of running involved I, I suppose the running bits probably were, were you probably cut those out anyway as part of the, like, the montage and there, everything there really isn't i mean it, it's partly because th- there's some running in the woods but yeah. it's so slippery it's 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 insane you just you you look like a a deer a baby deer trying to run in, around those there's a bit around a field as well in the the back third but that, that is it's 800 meters at best yeah and if the wind's up as well oh it's horrific because you're so cold and then you you get there and you think right i'm gonna burn it to get my heat my body temperature up but the wind kicks the wind whips across and oh just slows you right down again yeah it doesn't sound he, and he said in the video 
it doesn't sound how you know how I'd like to spend um, a normal Sunday. But that, but then you, you know, you say like it was like how long did it take? Eight and a half hours. To me, that doesn't sound particularly bad. Oh, I, that I, sounds to me, like an eternity. Oh, do you, do you think so? I don't think that sounds particularly bad. I think well, yeah, that's just as long as it takes to do it. The idea of being out for that amount of time, you know, that that doesn't bother me. It's just, I suppose, it's just the cold, and you don't, I, you don't know that. I, I've never been in a race where I've had to go in the water before, so <laughs> I'm saying this from a point of total ignorance. I think it's when you 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 know that you've got to crawl through the water, and you know that yeah. you've got to wade again <laughs> up to your. Oh, I I just when I was watching because Connor the the guy who won it. He, smashed it again uh, he, won, he won it a couple of years ago i think and uh, maybe last year as well and i was just watching it and there was not one part of me that thought oh man i should be out there I should be racing this <laughs> i just i just admit i'm not mad enough for nuts i am nuts is you've got to have bigger balls than i have to get out there and do that and course. you have got some big balls <laughs> <laughs> well I've I've I've, went, I've realized that I'm I'm basically like a daisy I only really come out for the sun so um it's it's the, actually I I don't mind being in the cold I don't mind racing for a long time I don't mind the mud but there's something about nuts it's it's as as in the video when Andy was just thinking about those tunnels there's different parts of the course that everyone's going to have a uh, just a hatred of yeah. and just thinking of being cold and having to do those particular sections again oh makes me shiver now oh. i don't know i think it's, I'm, I'm giving it all that about oh yeah it didn't look too bad and everything and I, I think i stated quite early on in the in the podcast that i refuse to go out running in the rain because because uh, i'm sick i'm <laughs> sick of being wet so I, so I don't know what all of a sudden has changed <laughs> Yeah, I just hope it rains next year. That would be amazing. Oh, God. Do, do you know the most disappointing thing is that I'd actually got some people from um, some do badders to agree that if you're doing the four lap at different points on the course, people were just going to throw strawberry milkshakes <laughs> all over you. <laughs> And I know you'd be so pissed off, but you'd find it quite funny at the same time. That would, that would but you'd be, be in that. that would, there's no way I don't know how you'd react. No, I don't. I don't know how I'd react to be honest. It's funny you say that. We were driving because on that on that day, um, because it was Mother's Day, of course. Which, um, yeah, that's a that's a bad bit of timing, really, in terms of all <laughs> But um, we went to a, a bouldering place in the in, in Port Slade in the, near Brighton mm. um, to. Uh, for, for for Mother's Day, so we you know, go climbing with the with the daughter and stuff. Oh, cool! And this is and this is, this is me saying that I'm getting ready to do uh, Ninja Warrior. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> uh, if, if there's nothing right, if you think the thought of me going around nuts, uh, going around doing the nuts challenge, looks terrible, imagine me up a wall. That is oh, even wow. worse. <laughs> <laughs> and are you, are you, is there a lot of pressure on you to try and be macho because your daughter's watching or? She's she's literally she goes she's like stay off the wall she's like uh, I I I'll learn climbing and then I'll teach you that's what that she's like she just doesn't want me to go anywhere near the wall uh, it's just <laughs> she, so what you're saying is your daughter knows that daddy's a pussy it's not that it's just it's not you know when you have like such poor um, strength to body weight ratio when it's really yeah. really poor and 
like even like the kids holds and stuff you know you really struggle with and you think okay well i'm, I'm gonna obviously <laughs> i'm obviously show her how how you do this and you start doing it, you go you, you you get the gist you get the gist yeah i'll I just do the first yeah these are kids ones you get the gist love you know you know exactly what to do i, I just did the first few just to sort of show you you know how it works and everything and you're sort of going <gasps> i can't do anymore yeah so does she does she fly out them Oh, absolutely! She's like she's like Spider Man or something. She throws herself. She she thinks it's a race. She thinks the faster you go, the better. You're just like you don't know. No, no. What are you doing? Yeah, she's no. right. She's right. <laughs> yeah. She, so she's a hundred percent right. No. So that's what that's what we were doing on that day. But um, on our on our way there, um, I went past the point at which that milkshake was thrown at me, and I I I, I pointed out to Libby the scene of the crime. Um, and its close proximity to the McDonald's because yeah, there's some disbelief that this thing actually happened. This this incident happened. So did did they have um, did they have an an outline of your body marked in milkshake on the floor from no, the police? No, no. But there is a blue plaque there. <laughs> the blue plaque. The blue plaques are made for moments of greatness. <laughs> yeah, it's it's almost it, it's the same um, sort of blue plaque for the one that was uh, for Brian Harvey where he ran over himself. It's that. It's that type of blue plaque. <laughs> we, maybe we should do some do better plaques. Oh my goodness, that's an amazing idea. Have it in I... red. Red plaques, and not the blue plaques. But obviously, the red plaques um, and, and areas of moments of do badding greatness. Because I, I actually looked into this as as one of my company ideas, where I was finding out how much it would cost to have those those plaques made, but fake ones, yeah. so that you could buy them for just buy them for friends with stupid shit written on it that you'd then put onto your wall where well, David ceramics. Hellard used to live here groper of, groper of teenagers or stuff like that um, oh my god what are you Adam Johnson what <laughs> <laughs> but you, you, know, you could write you could write horrific things to then um, to put on people's houses but they cost about three or four hundred pounds to well, get the proper ones they're, made they're ceramic aren't they they're all they're all custom made um, uh, ceramic because they're actually embedded into the walls aren't they I've done, yeah, I've done a lot of research into this. So we need—is anyone? Do any do badders know of a, an easy way? We don't really want plastic, but something that's going to be durable, but is also going to be pretty cheap. Because I think people—I I think I'd happily pay twenty, thirty pounds to get a stupid plaque put up. I'm sure. Friends. I'm sure you can get some like embossed metal, some sort of embossed metal um, that you could easily just drill into into a wall. See what I'd love to do is is just have I mentioned Bob Med before? You have you mentioned it in the last episode. <laughs> oh, brilliant! Okay, so Bob Med is my go-to if I want to just wind someone up. It's good, and I can't <laughs> think who it'll be. Bob Med. So I just love the idea of where his parents live, just in all houses surrounding <laughs> his parents putting up these blocks. <laughs> things to do with Bob Meds and just see how long it took them to eventually go oh there's black ones <laughs> so it talks about Bob Med fingering someone here and, oh. and, then, and then they'd eventually catch on and then go around trying to discover the other things well, I think that'd be brilliant what you should do is you should do that but then you should um, create a tour map a walking tour <laughs> and, uh, and print that up and put it through their door uh, so it looks like it looks like it's just generally distributed by the council or something. And of course, there's only one copy made, and it goes to them. And, and do an audio tour as well. <laughs> you can download the MP3. Stephen Fry plays Bob Med. 
<laughs> that would be amazing because you know that he'd properly act it out. <laughs> right, we need some uh, we need some other ideas, guys. So, can someone any do badders if you know how we can create these plaques, and then we need to. Uh, Come up with a plan for what we're going to do with these plaques because I think we could have a lot, a lot of naughtiness. Indeed, that's a really good idea. I really like, I really like that idea. There's, uh, there's also something that we're going to uh, call out to the do batters, and this is related to something we mentioned in the in the last episode, and um, regarding park run. Now, we're trying to find out what one, you know, we want to go to a park run. We want to flash mob a park run that's poorly attended. But of course, there's no statistics to show you know, which ones are particularly poorly attended. So it's we need you to be the ears and eyes on the ground as to a park run that is just about making up the numbers because we want to pretty much triple the numbers when it comes to a, uh, a, on, a on a Saturday morning. So if you if your local park run has only a few people at it or is you know normally sort of dwindling in numbers. Um, let us know, and if it's within a certain area, we will um, we will endeavour to uh, to work on plans to flash mob in it. Oh, and I like, I, oh, that'd be brilliant! And I like the idea as if we all go past, as if we're all coming back from a night out. We just and um, we pretend like, oh yeah, come on, let's let's do this for a joke, let's do this for a joke, and then more and more people come from this party. And then uh, everyone's dressed casually, but we get some really, really fast runners out. So the park run organisers like, oh, for fuck's sake, all these stupid... And when they say go, <laughs> everyone absolutely pegs it and <laughs> just smashes it around. <laughs> this is absolutely rife for having hidden cameras. At yeah, this, at this, yeah. Isn't it? It's almost as though like Nokia have paid for this to happen so that they can then use it in an advertising campaign somehow. We're all going to break into a you know a mass dance or something. And, oh, and it could be it. if Carlsberg did Walk of Shames. <laughs> that would be amazing. And you get the guy then crossing the line, or the girl in her heels crossing the line, winning the park run. The makeup cry, you know, cool down her face and <laughs> or. Or 50 do-badders DNFing after a kilometre <laughs> <laughs> just going home. <laughs> yeah. That would be the thing. Everyone starts and no one finishes. That would be even funnier. <laughs> They're like, I can't believe it. We've got so many people here this week. And then no one finishes. And, so actually... When when, when they... To win it, to win it, you have to DNF as close to the finish line as possible. <laughs> <laughs> but if you don't cross that line, you don't count as a park runner. And so whoever it is that wants to tell this story in their results will still only have the 20 people. Oh, yeah. Yeah, of course. Of course. <laughs> that's, su- that's such a great, such a nice little twist on it. You, you have to, like, literally you will have like 30 people DNFing in the three metres before the finish line. <laughs> I, just, I can't carry on. <laughs> But uh, let's should we should we get on to a topic quite soon? Well, I, think I was going to ask you what you've been up to, knowing full well what you've been up to. Oh, that's it. Well, we're well, t- just to be honest once again with the the do badders. We've actually we're finally catching up to where this. We're almost we're recording this week about this week. Yeah, we've which, all, yeah we've almost run out of episodes, which we've we've never done before. Even the first week, we were recording about previous weeks because we were anticipating that we we might have to put a bit of a buffer in. So the I mean the great news is that we've got a one of the do batters has stepped up and said they're going to help us edit 
this show. Amazing. Unbelievable. And that, that's been the main reason. I know we've had a, a couple of weeks where we've not been able to necessarily put an episode out on time. Um, it's, 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 it's partly because we're not always here, but also it just takes a long time. Well, you're the, you're the editor, Jane. It just takes you forever, doesn't it? It takes it a long time. Take, it does take forever, cutting out. Cutting out all the all the poor quality uh, conversation. And yeah. So, but, you see, each episode actually records for about ten hours just to get <laughs> yes. to see how poor the amount of content. It's amazing. You, I mean, you must think, oh god, they're waffling on a bit, but really, that that has been edited down. That's only ten percent of the entire conversation. That's that's the real quality. It, it really is monkeys typing and just <laughs> for that shape. Or more bit. like throwing shit at a wall. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, indeed. So we're the good news is now because we've got this wonderful person who's going to help us edit. It does mean that our feedback loop and our kind of up to date, how up to date we are, is, is going to be a lot shorter. We're going to be we, we, when it, whenever we talk about something, we'll hopefully be able to then follow up the next week or at most two weeks so that. We can say an idea, people can feed back in the group, and then we can action it, which is it's what we want, really, because it's <laughs> we mentioned something, and then about three months later, I then realised that we probably uh, we probably should have done something about it. <laughs> so it's it's not the greatest, um, not the most engaging podcast so far because of that. But um, I mean, of course, that also runs the risk that if one of us isn't here one week, then <laughs> you may not be getting an episode. <laughs> Which, which is, which isn't, you know, that's a, that's the other obvious downside. Yeah, so so we've we were going to record an, a, a genuine catch up episode until we realised that the last two episodes that we've recorded <laughs> have been catch up episodes. <laughs> but we better talk about something to do with running at some point, um, just in case there's one person whose first episode was the first catch up episode. <laughs> and then I wonder how is any of this about. <laughs> But um, so this this actual weekend, Sunday, sorry Saturday, um, I did something called the Underround. Ooh. Challenge Underround route. I, I, I don't really know the, the name for it, but I've been looking for challenges to do to try and raise money um, because it's just harder and harder to get people's attention. And this is a, a route that's devised by guy called Rory Coleman. Oh, you know Rory, Rory don't you? Oh, yeah, Rory. I, 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 he, he trained me a bit before the uh, MDS, Marathon de Oh, I didn't know he'd actually trained. Oh, of course he had, yeah. So he's he's probably, if anyone is, Mr. MDS, I'd he's say. Pretty, he's done more than any other Brit. Yeah, and he's, I think he's done a thousand, or he's coming up to a thousand marathons total. He holds so, like, load of, a load of world records for different, different uh, running uh, accolades yeah and and so he i think part of i'm not sure exactly why he devised the route but i think it was something along the lines of he trains a lot of people for the mds yeah who are london based who just get bored senseless because part of his program i think he wants you to run six marathons in six days with full gear so it's it's pretty intense so he came up with the underround and the idea is that you do instead of 42 k's you do 42 tube stops but at each tube stop you have to go to the platform nice so um it that may or may not depending on how well you know london seem hard or not but i decided i'd do it at 12 o'clock on a saturday which is probably the busiest time for tourists and for shoppers and for just people using um using parts of the tube and some of the sections, if you go to Covent Garden, they've only got oh, lifts. Oh, Covent Garden, of course, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's killer. And so, so if, 
So okay, wait, wait, just so do you? So you have to go down to the platform and then back up to the surface again. Yeah, that's right. So oh, okay. you're not you're not allowed to use lifts. You've got to run it wherever you can. Um, so something like Con Garden, it's impossible. Two hundred fifty steps. Oh, so, of steps, course, three fifty. Yeah, yeah. So sometimes you you run into the tube, and actually, there's some. I've, I've lived in London for going on 18, 19 years now. But there's some tubes I went in for the first time. Oh, really? Like what? Which ones? Regent's Park. Oh, yeah. I've never been in Regent's Park. Why would you ever... The only reason you'd ever go to Regent's Park is if you didn't know where Regent's Park was and you looked on a tube and thought, I want to go to Regent's Park. And then you went, okay, so I'll get off at Regent's Park tube. Because it's on... It doesn't. It's on a line that you'd never be on to go to Regent's Park. And there's, there's, there's a tube right next to Regent's Park on either side, whether you're coming from Great Portland Street or Baker Street. Um, and so it's a tube that I've been past many a time. <laughs> the first time I ran down it on Saturday, I sort of went, oh, crap, it's got lifts all the way down. There's all these steps. And, yeah, so you, you run down the steps, you run back up, and you're running down Oxford Street trying to get through the traffic. You're going to places like South Kensington where there are oh, hundreds goodness. and hundreds of all tourists. The, all the, uh, all the uh, museums in South Kensington, that must be. Yeah, and you've got a queue to try and get in the barrier, let alone get to the steps. And then you get to somewhere like Bank where... I know banks so well. I used to work in Fenchurch Street. I used to work in several places around there. But actually, I've never thought about which of the lines is closest to the entrance I'm running to. And so you run into the tube station, you think, oh, crap, do I go for the... Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, of course. I've got a choice. So, oh, yeah. oh, my God. So you have to really know which is the closest platform. So you well, can bank- be any platform, but you have to touch the yellow line on the platform. Yeah, so, so Banks got, I guess, oh nine God. entrances. Yeah. And then you've got Waterloo City, Northern, um, Central, District, Circle. Um, so you run in and... Too much choice. Six, well, a Northern line is... Steps galore. Yeah, Northern Lights have got to be the the the, uh, the deepest, isn't it? I don't think it is. I think it's it. Although I'm not even sure. I think it depends on. I, I was going on the 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 possible possibly false logic that the later things are built, the deeper they're built. Uh, so, that's not that's not that's not false. That's a good logic. I know, for example, set, um, the district line and the circle line are brilliant. Then there yes. is. They're as close to being above ground the whole way as they can be. Um, and then Central, I just assume, is deep because that was built really late. But somewhere like Bank, you get I know the Northern Line is really deep there because I've had to walk it when they close the lifts. But it's straight down. And then if you go for something like the Waterloo City Line, it's not that deep, but it's about half a mile <laughs> <you're> back. <laughs> And so all these tubes you're running to and you're thinking, how do I leave? Not even what's the best entrance to go into to avoid the tourists, to get to a platform. But then when you come out, somewhere like Leicester Square or Piccadilly Circus, there's all these exits. Actually, which one do I want to come out to then leave me in in the right direction to run to the next? So how did you you navigate? Just off off my knowledge of London. Oh, look at you. (laughs) <laughs> well, it's yeah, well, look at you. Oh, just yeah. yeah, just this stuff. My knowledge, just I knew where everything was. Well, no, I, did I, you I, get I, lost? Did you get lost, or did you? Were there any no. moments you thought, oh, you know, there wasn't. 
No, I mean, I, I think it helps because I'm a hasher. So when you're a hash house, Harry, you, you constantly are changing where you run from different pubs. And so if you've laid quite a few trails, you end up mapping street to street. And I always run everywhere I go anyway. So I knew the route. The, I got the, the, the route street by street every single way, I think, yeah. except for when I went the wrong way from South Kent to Sloan Square. Um, just by one road out. But other than that, um, yeah, I, I even changed the route they suggested because I thought there were better things like Edgware Road. I think they went to the wrong, in my mind, to the wrong Edgware Road um, station. I thought it was a quicker one. Uh, so. What, so what what is the route? Is it just a generally accepted route that is invented? or? Yeah, so if you want to do it, you if you Google underground, so it's, it's underground with the G cut off and the words pushed together, Rory's got a leaderboard and you pay him £10, which I hope goes to charity, and he'll then send you the exact route. So, I mean, it wouldn't take a genius to to, to figure out the route by looking at previous blogs or going on my Strava, things like that. But, um, yeah, I wouldn't really want to uh, upset the status quo, you know, upset the balance by everyone just copying me. You know, rather, everyone goes through Rory given that he's he's invented it and all of that but um and yeah so, I, and, and so what was the what is the before you ran what was the previous record what's the fastest it been done in? i think it was 440 something like that but i don't know if people have gone out to properly challenge it before i don't know it's difficult to know whether that's what what's the what's the actual distance then well, you know the, the, the that is and even that I'm, I'm not even sure my watch said 21 miles oh really yeah, yeah, because it's it's forty two, yeah, it's, it's forty two stops. But you go start at King's Cross, you go all the way west, you then come all the way back east to Holborn, and then you all go all the way west again to. Um, so you've done Notting Hill, then you go out to Gloucester Road, then you come all the way east again to um, to Bank, and then you go back up north. But the it, it, it said about twenty one miles, but then when I loaded it up, it said about twenty five miles because my nut my 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 watch was going nuts because you obviously are running underground a lot of the time, and none of that distance is is recorded. But also, whenever your watch goes in places like that and it's tall buildings sometimes it does just reflect and just put you my strange so i i think it probably is around 21 miles but then i i estimate it's it's the effort of a marathon right because of the steps and because of the the running in between but also just because of the dodging i mean the t- the amount of oh, side gosh. steps it must yeah. be like it must be like worse than a London Marathon. Way worse. Oh my way God. worse. And and the whole question of am I being r- rude pushing in here? I'm <laughs> elbowing this old lady out the way in order to hit this time. Well, I, I, I jumped over someone who was sat down on the escalator, some drunk guy, um, just because I was going too quick down. What time did you do this? If from twelve o'clock till. Till three thirty or so. <laughs> Drunk on the underground already. It's <laughs> <laughs> quite impressive, isn't it? Is he a do badder? Did you, did you congratulate him on the way <laughs> I think it was Andy Parry preparing for nuts. <laughs> he was just—he was—he was drinking um, lighter fluid because he thought it would warm him up the next day. Amazing. But yeah, I—I'd mainly done it because. It's partly our, our topic for today is, cha- is charity, running for charity, charity races, because it's just getting harder and harder to do something that people will sponsor you for. Before we go on to that, 
you've missed out a vital component in this story. Oh no, what was that? Did you beat the record? <laughs> well, do I reveal it or do people have to watch the video to find out? Oh, have you got a video? Could, could be a clipping. Yeah, I've, I've, I've edited a, a cheeky video together, partly... It is actually my... of the run. It's not of you doing a... What's it called? Alan Partridge style in a, in a, a sweater and a pair of leather pants going, oh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> what's, what's that? <laughs> no, like, Alan pa- this is Alan Partridge. Sometimes when he like, daydreams, he imagines himself dancing on a stage, doesn't he? <laughs> Come on, you must that, have seen that. That. Was, that was part of the route. <laughs> it's, it was one of the shortcuts through, um, through string fellas between Covent Garden and, uh, and Leicester Square. But um, yeah, I, I, I filmed on my unfortunately I didn't have my GoPro uh, but Timo Ross got it but I filmed on my phone sections of the route and then have, have meshed together a little video partly because it's so hard to explain to people what it actually means yeah. in, in a format that people are going to engage with so I thought if I did that for one I can then send it to people who might sponsor me friends put it out and uh, sponsors might like it a bit but then you never know these things it might it might go a little bit viral and get reach out to more people and, and get some more potential donors and promote promote the two banding community yeah absolutely uh, so before we go on to talking about charity properly a couple more questions about this did, did you have any incidents did any like members of tfl or anything else like that try to stop you yeah i, I did get there's a bit of it's on the video you can't really sense it i got chased down the steps of Covent Garden. Um, so you can hear the guy shouting in the video. But they Covent Garden's a weird stop anyway because it's it's just got the it's it's the steps are so there's so many of them so deep that yeah. people never take the stairs. And so the lifts aren't big enough. There aren't enough of them for the amount of people that want to get in and off at Covent Garden. No, no they're not. So I think they were saying that people had to walk up from Covent Garden and and take the lifts down. I don't know why they did that. It doesn't make any sense to me. But um, I guess the, the they they can't stop people getting off the tube at Covent Garden, whereas they can limit people getting on to right okay into this. But um, so people weren't allowed to use the stairs going down. So I then um, ducked under the the fence and the gate and started going down and then this guy's like oi and started chasing me down until I think he realised that I was running that way and so he, he stopped but so remember TFL I take it he, he, you know, he, he didn't catch you no no they're not the they're the most they're not the fittest of security Did guards the way back up though I don't think he was expecting me to be coming. Oh, okay, okay. But that was it. I didn't really have any other runnings. I was a few people kind of disapproving. It was quite good fun when you'd run into something like the district where you can see the other platform on the other side. And if you're running in, especially some approaches, they can see you coming from afar. You run in and they think, why is this guy in, in running kit? Why is he running towards the platform? They then see you put your foot down on the yellow line and run back up. And they just had their mind blown. They're like, what is going on here? Um, it, this must be some weird cult thing. But no, I didn't, didn't have any incidents, really, I can think of. I, when, I, when you think about someone running in a tube station with the current heightened security, uh, <laughs> <laughs> just, I mean, fortunately, you, you, know, you, were, you were dressed as a runner. Um, but 
I can imagine it's it's quite a, it's quite a risky thing to do because you know if someone sees someone running anywhere in in that sort of situation, um, then you know people must wonder, you know, what's going on. Oh, so, so do you think someone has to take it on as a, a bearded backpacker? <laughs> that would be good, wouldn't oh, it? No, no, you can't. <laughs> That's a challenge. <laughs> no, it's not a challenge. It's not a challenge when when you have blood on your hands. Ha, 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 ha.